by the time you get to understand what prayer really is, you love to pray. I'm going to take on a series now to introduce prayers, to talk about prayers. Now, interestingly, this is one of the areas people shy away from most. People could ask you to pray for them because they understand there is a blessing in prayers. But a lot of such persons wouldn't want to do the praying themselves. Now, there is nothing wrong in asking someone to pray for you. It's a good thing. Even the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, also did ask for prayers. So asking for prayers is beautiful. It's the best thing you could even ask for. It's better than asking for money. It's better than asking for food. Better than asking for whatever it is. Now, if you studied about Jesus, Jesus has an understanding of what prayer is. And that was why he prayed the way he did. Now, by the time you get to understand what prayer really is, you love to pray. I read in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying, that's Jesus, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And as he was praying, he had a break or he stopped at a point. Or put differently, when he had finished praying, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Now, the guy asking Jesus to teach them to pray was a Jew. This was not a Gentile, he was a Jew. The Jews culturally pray, they go to the temple. Now, if you're familiar with the story of how Peter and John healed the man that was born lame at the gate called Beautiful at the temple, the Bible said they both were going into the temple at the hour of prayers, which means there was an hour of prayer in Jerusalem where people would normally go into the temple to go and pray. There were some illustrations of prayer Jesus gave that also shows that people come into the temple to pray at certain times, maybe at the same time. Now, the Jews culturally pray. They understood what prayer is. They pray. And they pray every day. It's just part of their culture. Or if you want to say it's their religion to pray, they pray. So these guys were not new to prayer. They're not like watching, what's this guy doing? They understood what was going on. They knew. And of course, they must have been praying themselves. And here they are asking Jesus, to teach them to pray. And then they said, as John also taught his disciples to pray. Why would John have taught his disciples to pray? Why would they be asking Jesus to teach them to pray? 
there are certain possibilities. One, they must have observed that the way this guy prays appears to be different to the way other people pray. If not for how it appears, they must have observed that Jesus gets results from his prayers the way others don't get results from their prayers. Every time Jesus prays, something happens. At least every time he prays before them, something happens. A good example was when he blessed the bread and fish. Another example was when he prayed to the father at the grave of Lazarus. And the guy who has been dead for four days came back to life. They knew there must be something about this guy's prayer that is beyond the ordinary. So they said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. We want to know how to pray. There must be something wrong with the prayer we've been praying. Now, my brothers and sisters, if you would pray and would get an answer to every single prayer you pray, then you wouldn't need someone to encourage you to pray. You will naturally pray. It becomes part of your nature to, or culture to pray. James chapter 4. I'll read it from verse 1. From whence come words and fightings among you? Come then not hence even of your lust that ye war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. The things you worry about in life, the things you complain about in life, the things you envy other people about in life, the reason you are angry against that brother's progress, the reason you are, you are unhappy with the other sister, he said this, he did that. All of that is because you don't ask. You ask not, you are not praying. He says, that's your problem. Why would, you be, why would you be unhappy with another person's progress when you can progress as well? He says you have challenges with other people's success. It's because you don't pray. He says because ye ask not. You are not a praying person. You don't pray. In verse 3, he says, but ye ask and receive not. He says when you pray, you don't get what you are praying for. Why? He says because you ask amiss. You are asking the wrong way. You miss the point when you pray. That's what Apostle James said. You miss the whole point of prayers. You don't understand when you pray. You're just praying. Verse 3 again. He said, ye ask and receive not. Because ye ask amiss. You are asking the wrong way. The whole point, you miss the whole point in praying. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your loss. If you know how to pray, 
and you pray accordingly, you will always get the right results. God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't, he doesn't look at this and say, okay, I think I like this. Whatever he says, I'm going to be hearing, I will answer. Ah, the other one, no, I don't like his face. I don't know why he's so fair or he's so dark. <laughs> no, God is not like that. He's not a respecter of persons. What he does for A, he will do for B under the same conditions. Let's get again to the request the disciples made. Teach us to pray. Luke chapter 11 from verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples came, said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Now, from verse 2, Jesus began to give them the pattern of prayers. We are going to come to this pattern of prayer subsequently. But before we move from here, I want you to understand something about this pattern of prayer. Jesus said to them from verse 2, and he said unto them, when ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that we be done as in heaven, so in earth. Now, in some circle, people take this to mean that when Jesus said, whenever you pray, you must always say these things. But that is not a fact. Jesus was only giving them the pattern of prayers. We will come back to this pattern of prayer subsequently. But I want to show to you the power of prayer and what happens in prayers. Why is prayer so powerful? Let's get back again to Mark chapter 11, reading it from verse 21. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus said, and Jesus in verse 22, answering said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Wow. Let me explain to you what Jesus was telling his disciples. He said, In verse 23. For verily, in other words, you can bet on this. You can bank on what I'm telling you now. 
For verily I say unto you that whosoever. Now, this is not, he didn't say anyone who is a prophet. That's not what Jesus said. He said, anyone so ever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Semicolon. And shall not doubt in his heart. Let's take a break. And let me explain this. He said, if anyone shall say unto this mountain, say that words, anyone who say that, in other words, there is power in your words, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, The second thing, doubt in his heart. There were two factors we went through before we came to the factor of prayer. Number one factor was the power of your mind. The second factor is the power of words. So Jesus is saying, if you would apply those two factors with your mind or what he refers to here as heart. Now, another day we could look into the into these two words, mind, heart. But Jesus is saying, if you will say something with your mouth and you don't doubt in your heart, but you shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, that thing which you said will definitely come to pass. He says, because of this, verse 24, therefore I say unto you, Therefore, because of the power of your mind, because of the power of words, if you will pray, in verse 24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. What was Jesus Telling his disciples, when we pray, when we are praying, there is something that we are putting into work. The power of our mind and the power of our words. Now, if you followed in recent times, we've been explaining what word is, and I'm going to try to finish up with that on Sunday and just reserve it for Sunday. What word is? Words are not ordinary. Jesus says, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And we understand that Jesus himself was indwelled by a spirit. And that spirit was a spirit that came out of God, which actually is the word of God. When God spoke, his word was also a spirit, and that spirit came out of him as logos or word and became the firstborn of creation. And it was by that spirit, word, the word of God, that everything else was created. 
By that same spirit, everything else was made in this world. So there is power in word. Words are not ordinary, they are spirit. So Jesus is telling us there is power in words. And our mind has power to drive things, to create things. So when you pray, you are bringing these two things into, into uh, a demonstration. You are making use of these two things. What you need to put your mind at work. And you need to use words. So when you pray, say, therefore, when you pray, believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, and you shall have whatsoever you say. I'll paraphrase what Jesus is trying to let us know. In prayers, we are actually releasing power into the realms of the spirit. We are communicating in a power level. We are not just babbling. We're not just, every word we say in prayer, they mean a lot. I'll read that verse again, verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. I think this is very remarkable. Jesus saying, what things soever you desire, do you have anything you desire? If you don't have them yet, is you have not prayed. It's because you have not prayed. He says, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, the word... The word then will introduce there to help you understand that it's talking about your what you prayed about. Otherwise, those words then were not actually in the original writing. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read it again without them. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive, and ye shall have. Whenever you pray, believe something you have received. At the time that you pray, something actually happened. That's what Jesus is saying. Something happened. When you pray, you are not just releasing, you are not just talking, making sound. No. Every word that you are saying contains power. There is power in your tongue. So when you say those words in prayers, you are, talk, you are speaking powerful things into the realms of the spirit. It says, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive what you are praying about, you have received. Believe it. And those things 
will definitely come to be yours. What changes do you want to make in life? Learn to pray. You can make a lot happen in prayers. I'll give you a picture of what you do when you pray. In prayers, you are invoking the ability of God, the power of God to come into demonstration in your situation. You are inviting God to do for you whatever you need done in any situation. If you see what Jesus said to them in verse number 22, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. In other words, you don't really have a problem in life. With God, all things are done already. You have an answer in God. Have faith in God. Relax. It doesn't matter what the situation is. There is an answer for you in God. Circumstances might look so challenging. Relax. There's an answer for you in God. Situation might look really so bad. It says with God, you don't have a problem. Have faith in God. Have confidence in God. It says if you will have confidence in God, what things soever you desire, when you pray, relax. Because God is already in control. You have the answer. Brothers and sisters, I want, to, I want you to understand that there is nothing you cannot change in your life if you will do what Jesus said to do. Take note of that word, that phrase, what things soever you desire. What things soever you desire. If you don't desire it, it's different. But if you desire it, you can pray. The interesting thing here is that prayer is not as difficult as would be thought. You are talking to God. Now, supposing God says, before you talk to me, you need to get up, jump a hundred times, trek for one mile, and all of that. No, God didn't ask that. He just gave us the power of mind and the power of words. So you can talk to God. Now, if you've been following in our series of teachings, you will understand that God is a person. He's not an idea. He's not a myth. He's a real person. He's a spirit. He's a person. And what is a person? A person is a spirit that has a soul. He has emotions. He can hear. He can understand. He has feelings. He knows what you're going through.
So how do we pray to God? As easy as talking to a father. You come to, you, 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 as there is no special ritual about praying. Of course, there are certain things we do when we pray, you know, which we are going to go into as we continue in this series, which we're, I'll try to make quick. But there are certain things you need to understand in prayers. You are talking to God who is your father. And he is all ears every time. The interesting thing is that God wants you to pray more than you even want to pray. The things you want to change, God wants those things changed more than you want them changed. So when you pray, have the confidence that the change is waiting to happen. I also like you to understand that when you pray, be as simple as you could ever be because you are talking to God who is your father. He knows you more than you know yourself. He understands the situation more than you do. Use the words that you can. You don't have to pray like somebody else is praying, just pray. I'll show you one scripture and I'm going to round up with that. Jesus wants us to make prayer as simplified as we could be. Sometimes when you pray, your emotions could come in just be free to express yourself to God. Even if you couldn't pray it in words and you're just crying, God is listening. Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Philippi. He said, Philippians chapter four, verse six, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything in your life. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. What is it that you want? Don't panic, don't fret, don't be disturbed. Don't let it weigh you down, just pray. He said, but in prayer, by prayer and supplication, what is supplication? Making a very simple, humble request. Explaining your situation. By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Why with thanksgiving? You are thanking God because you know you have an answer already with God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Look at what it says in verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. If you will learn to pray, you will find yourself living in peace. You can't go to bed worried no more. No situation can ever be in your life that is troublesome to you. You know that you are in charge because God is on your side.